Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel on today, Thursday, February 6th. It's about 6 a.m. East Coast time right now. And we have a nice five-game NBA show or DraftKings slate, FanDuel, DFS slate, fantasy draft to break down today. Um, very different from what you saw yesterday. Today, I believe, is officially the day of the trade deadline. So I imagine you see some more trades go through. The Alex Burke trade last night. The Andre Godawa, Justice Winslow trade last night. I'm imagining you see some more trades go through throughout the day. That might impact this slate, but only five games on the slate, so there's a good chance that it might not affect the slate at all. Yesterday with the nine-game slate, tons of moving pieces. Today, there are going to be some definite moving pieces and one or two players that can really impact the slate going into it. And you can see over my shoulder the injury news, and we'll touch on that. Um, but not as, as as hectic, I would imagine, as yesterday's slate. With that said, welcome to the channel if you're new here and the podcast, How Those Ears Doing over there in the audio version. My name is Sal Vetri, and I hope you in, are having a good start to your day. I hope you had a, a great Wednesday in DFS on that hectic slate. Hopefully you avoided enough of the, the Minnesota garbage that ended up being garbage um, outside of the Wiggins late. Um, but besides that, again, welcome. I appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button. It really does help me out. Maybe if you're new here, let me know in the comments so I can introduce myself to you. I try my best to answer every single comment as long as they're appropriate. Um, and I'll definitely reach out and say thank you for being here. You can check out my Patreon exclusive content projections updated throughout the day, every single day over there, over on Patreon with the player pool, some models as well. But not only that, if you do an all sports package, it's the exact same price to get the XFL content, to get the PGA content currently in season on the all sports package. So be sure to check that out. And lastly, our proud sponsors and partners of today's show, Fantasy Draft. I'm very excited about Fantasy Draft. Very proactive in the, the ways that they want to promo, uh, promote, and, and act, and really get people over to their site. It's rake-free if you're new here. Rake-free is just you're not getting charged site fees. So be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. And check out the pinned tweet in my Twitter account today. There's going to be a giveaway for Fantasy Draft. Very easy to enter. Very easy to get involved with. The pinned tweet on my Twitter, at DFS. Check out what that's got going on, partnering up with Fantasy Draft, hoping to do things like that and more moving forward. So getting into the sleep. Daniel Gafford, we're going to start with the injury news alphabetically. Daniel Gafford for Chicago today is doubtful with an ankle injury. It's going to impact Luke Cornett. Cristiano Felicio, those types of players, Felicio and Cornette. Uh, Cornette playing somewhere in the mid-20s, Felicio the low-20s, high teens as of late. That's where I have them projected at as of right now. Denzel Valentine also doubtful with a hamstring. It's just going to impact a lot of these shooting guards and small forwards on the team. Shaq Harrison, Colby White, Ryan Archidiakono. Chris Dunn is also probably somebody who goes a little bit more under the radar after getting injured on Saturday. They said he'll have two weeks off and then they'll reevaluate him. Ryan Archidiakono played big minutes in the upper 20s. I'm projecting him for a similar run today. Not a great point per minute guy, about a 0.62 point per minute producer this year. Um, but when you're getting bigger minutes at a very low price point, it does stand down on a shorter slate as some sort of value. Kobe White, who I'm projecting for a decent run in the upper 20s, stands out as a very good value play today, if not my best value play of the day. And then Tomas Sadoransky with the price point coming up, I have him projected for around 31 minutes today with no Chris Dunn. Getting into Houston, Clint Capella, he's not on the team. I don't know, maybe DraftKings, maybe by the time you're watching this, DraftKings will update the player pools and have Robert Covington in their player pool. They've done that before with Carmelo Anthony when he signed with um, Portland this year. 
I'm not sure why they're so behind on it, um, but Robert Covington and Jordan Bell are supposed to make their debuts today after the trade, the four-way team trade with like 14 players. They're supposed to make their debut today in Houston. They said that the news was that they're going to be available to play, but they're not in the DraftKings player pool. So maybe by the time you're watching this, that will have changed. But Clint Capella, do not play him. $7,000 today. He is not going to be playing today for Houston. He is out due to the trade. Um, you have Russell Westbrook, who's questionable today at $10,200. I am projecting Westbrook in. So here's the thing. When you project Westbrook in today and you give him his 36 minutes or whatever it might be with this thumb injury, and it's not a lower body injury, so I'm actually giving him 37, pretty much his full run here. Shouldn't really be limited all that much if it's just a thumb. If you can play through it, if you're going to be starting, you're probably going to play as many minutes as you can, not a hamstring or an ankle or anything like that. But what happens when you give Westbrook his minutes, and you'll see this pretty soon, it throws off everybody else because you already have a priced up Tucker and a priced up Gordon and House and all that. So it makes this Houston team pretty unappealing and a tough matchup, but a high scoring game, the highest in the slate projected wise between the Lakers and Houston. It would make even Harden, who's priced up into the 12 carry range, not even that appealing. At that point, it really just makes Westbrook the only appealing piece. So keep a very close eye on that news. If Westbrook is out, yes, Houston is priced up, but there's still some really appealing pieces. If he is in, he might be the only thing that stands out as appealing to me. Zion Williamson was questionable, then he was ruled probable with a toe injury, so he should be playing today, expected to play. Damian Dotson, I'm not even projecting him for minutes, but he's questionable with an illness today, and that is because the next player in this list is RJ Barrett, his teammate, who has been out now for about a month. He is questionable with an ankle injury. I'm projecting RJ Barrett in to play 28 minutes. I do not know if that's going to be factual, and if that does change, well, then I'll just change it in the projections. But with RJ Barrett in, it will impact Alfred Payton's overall upside in production, who's now priced at a ridiculous $7,300. Dennis Smith Jr. should be very low in this rotation in terms of his overall minutes. Frank Nielakina, Reggie Bullock should be getting a lot less run instead of being in the mid to high 20s in minutes, probably drops down to the teens somewhere. And then I project Damian Dotson not to see any minutes now. Nasir Little is the final injury in Portland. No major news here. Minimum price was playing as of late, barely any minutes in this rotation. Maybe it affects Mario Hozonia's run a little bit. Let's get into the target offense sheet now. So target offense sheet, we'll quickly go through it and then we'll go through some of the things that stand out and then we'll go through the early interest. There's a lot of high team totals on this slate. So let that be known. You have a a team or let's go to the highest game total. The last game on the slate starts at 10.30 p.m. East Coast time. The Lakers and the Rockets should be a very good game as long as Westbrook is in. You get to see the debut of Robert Covington. Pretty exciting. The Lakers are six-point favorites here. Uh, I have this projected to be the fastest paced game on the slate. They have a one total. It's not currently out, but I'm projecting this total. A 120 team total to compare it to the Houston Rockets, 114. Two of the higher over-unders in the slate. The highest over-under in the slate for a team and the entire game is this Lakers team at 120. I think the Lakers team stands out pretty nicely. I like both their payup options today in LeBron and AD. I think both are very affordable, especially when you factor in that, look, if this game stays close, six-point spread, very competitive, two of the best teams in the league, you probably get LeBron for 35 minutes. You probably get AD from anywhere from 34 to 36 minutes. And I have AD projected at 34 minutes today, and he's one of my favorite payup options against a team that, remember, just lost Clint Capella and is going to be trying to run out there the Warriors of the past, um, when they were starting Draymond at the five, they're going to be trying to run out their PJ Tucker at the five and Robert Covington and have just a ton of stretch fours and, and fives on their team. Not anywhere near as good as the shooters, though, around them, in my opinion, as that Warriors team. Um, but that being said, it's still a great spot for LeBron. It's a great spot for Anthony Davis. I like both. I don't really have a strong preference towards either of them. Maybe AD over LeBron if you need to save some money. Both stand out a lot. After that, Rondo's just in my player pool right now. It's value when I put him in for 20 minutes. Nothing crazy there. KCP, you can choose to put in your player pool and not at 26 minutes. He's a .66 guy. Um, You're hoping for a 20 fantasy point day. Usually those are the type of guys that I like to exclude from my player pool on a five-game slate because there's usually better value that if they end up having a good day, 
say you look at the Spurs today, guys like Derek White, Patty Mills, they can score 28 fantasy points. Whereas a good day for a guy like KCP is, is like 21 fantasy points. So he's usually a guy I'll exclude from my player pools. On the Houston side, kind of already went into depth on it. If indeed Russell Westbrook is in, you're going to see me not have a lot of interest in a priced up Houston team expecting a guy like Westbrook to miss. No Covington in the player pool as I'm looking at this, so really hard to break him down. Um, but I would have slight interest in Russell Westbrook in that scenario. I would project him for full run. If what Russell Westbrook is out, well, then it makes the Eric Gordons, um, PJ Tucker's in the 6K range. Even that's not appealing, but it makes the Eric Gordons, Tucker's to an extent, um, obviously James Harden at 12-4. It makes them a lot more appealing. Daniel House as well. Austin Rivers, all those guys become more appealing, although at increased tags. Another game with a really nice team total or game total is right now the second highest, Portland and San Antonio, a 231.5, three-point spread. This should be a very good game. Portland favored by three points. 117.25 team implied for Portland. Damian Lillard still in that five-figure 10-plus K range. I think he looks okay today. I project him for in around 50 points. Not a priority for me, but I'm fine getting there. Um, the guy I like the most is Hassan Whiteside here. Tougher matchup for Whiteside, but it's still something that as long as he gets his run, 33, 34 minutes, over a 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer this year and the last 30 days, I'm fine getting to Whiteside the most out of this team. I think McCollum looks like good value. He's in a player pool. Carmelo Anthony looks like good value. He's in a player pool. So the main four from this team stand out. Um, really hard to rank it because I think the guys after Whiteside are all very close. I'd probably go Whiteside. McCollum, Lillard, and Mello in that order. Um, on the opposite side for San Antonio, Marcus Aldridge looks like the best value piece. DeMar DeRozan looks like the best pure point scoring piece. Those are the two guys that I want. And then after that, it's kind of just throwing guys in the player pool that I think have upside. So one, um, 25 minutes I projected today for DeJounte Murray. I have him in there. I have 24 minutes for Derek White and 21 for Patty Mills, but I put them all in a player pool. And that's because you can see Derek White have 27 minutes today and it could be his day. You can see these minutes get so jumbled up at all positions for them. You can see Patty Mills go for 24 minutes and 24 fantasy points. He's a good fantasy point per minute producer. So although these median projections for Derek White and Patty Mills might not look that great, they're still going to be not yeses in my player pool if you're used to my Patreon projections, but Xs as maybes because I think they have more variance to them when it comes to GPPs, not so much cash. The final game we'll talk about on this five-game slate, the third game with the third highest implied total, is the Chicago Bulls versus the New Orleans Pelicans. This Pelicans team is so much fun to watch. They have a 231 over-under, so very high-scoring games in the slate. New Orleans is favored by 4.5 points, 117.75 team implied. Chicago with a 113.25 team implied. We'll start on the Chicago side. I love Zach Levine today. I love Colby White today. I like a lot of this Chicago team today. I'm projecting Zach Levine for 36 minutes. Even if I give him 35, he hasn't been getting the 36 as of late. But again, no Chris Dunn today. They're dealing with injuries, but the game should stay close with a four and a half point spread. Even if I give him 35, he stands out. Might be the best matchup for a guard on the entire slate of point guard against this New Orleans team. Should be a faster paced game. One of the fastest ones I have on the slate today. It's a nice spot for Zach Levine, a guy who's just going to gun it out there, who's been a great point per minute producer, has cooled off as of late, maybe the last week or so. But still something that in this matchup is hard to ignore. Zach Levine is probably at his current price point at 8400 um, One of my favorite plays on this slate, maybe like a top five favorite play in the slate right now. Maybe even top three. Colby White grades out currently as my best value. That's if I give him 28 minutes. That might seem high, but I could see him playing 30. Again, no Chris Dunn. Now, a lot of these minutes I would imagine get maybe siphoned off to Shaq Harrison, also with that young not or um, also with Denzel Valentine not being in there, but mainly Ryan Archie Diakono, some to Tomas Sadoransky, maybe two or three, maybe some to Colby White. So he usually plays, what, 24 minutes. If you get those extra minutes to him, he gets 28, 30. He looks really good today. Even at 26, he looks fine. Um, Ryan Archie Diakono, I have for around 28 minutes as well. Um, maybe even 30. I, I don't re recall right now. I'll have to look at the projections after, but 
He looks like okay value. Very similar though to like a KCP for me. Um, his value comes in at like 18, 19 fantasy or 18 fantasy points. His best days might be like 21 fantasy points. That's really good at the price point on a five game slate without a doubt. But are there other guys in the slate who could be more variant? If Ryan Archie Diakono doesn't have ownership, it doesn't really matter then. But I can assure you, I'm not playing a chalky Ryan Archie Diakono today. On the New Orleans side, and also, I mean, uh, to finish up Chicago, Thad Young also looks fine. Really, most of Chicago's in a player pool for me today because they're all cheap and they're all going to see bigger minutes due to injuries. So Luke Cornett, Thad Young, they also make my player pool. I currently have about 40 players in a player pool. Um, I'm only going to show about 18 on the early interest just because the rest are on Patreon and those will change throughout the day. And then finally, New Orleans. Lots of New Orleans looks good. Three guys are a yes currently for me on New Orleans. It is in this order. Well, really not in any order, but Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Drew Holiday. All too cheap. I gave Zion 31 minutes. I gave Drew, uh, Drew Holiday 33 and Ingram 34. They all grade out really well. Even Lonzo looks okay. Derek Favors looks fine. This New Orleans team, this game in general, really high pace, nice scoring spot. Um, both teams are going to have good defensive matchups now, especially since Chicago. No Laurie, no Wendell Carter, no Chris Dunn. No Daniel Gafford. They're down just so many bodies that their defense is sort of slowly starting to crumble apart, especially when it comes to defending guards with no Chris Dunn. Um, So I do think that this is a really appealing game to target on this slate. Getting to my early interest now, I believe I have um, somewhere around 16 players on this list, starting up top with both the Lakers, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Look, if there's no Russell Westbrook today, I'll have interest in, in James Harden as well. You could throw him on there. Um, why is Giannis not on this list? I'm not scared for the Giannis matchup against Philadelphia. He has done very well against Philadelphia, not only in the playoffs, but in the regular season in the past, has done absolutely fine against um, Joel Embiid. You want to put Giannis on here, go for it. I think it's completely fine. I'm just trying to limit it a little bit to some pay-up options. So LeBron James and Anthony Davis stand out. I already talked in good depth about Zach Levine. Nikola Vucevic at 8,200 versus the Knicks. It's it's just, it's it's continuously too cheap. If you gave Nikola Vucevic a $9,000 price tag, I'd say that's appropriately priced. But at 8,200 for a guy going to play 33 to 34 minutes, be a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer. Yes, New York is filled with tall guard or tall forwards and centers, but it doesn't really matter all that much. Vuce at 8,200. Um, the only reason you don't get to him is because he's sandwiched between Zach Levine, who I like a lot today, and a guy with a much higher ceiling in my opinion, Hassan Whiteside due to the blocks upside. So Hassan Whiteside at 8K, we talked about as well. My favorite Portland play. Now he gets into the 7K range with DeMar DeRozan, Brandon Ingram, well, pretty much DeMar DeRozan and, and the New Orleans Pelicans. DeRozan, Zion, Ingram, and Holiday. Um, out of that list of guys, I think I might favor Ingram the most just due to the minutes upside that he has. Zion with a little bit of a murkiness around his his name today might only play maybe 30 minutes, but I think I like Ingram the most, then Zion, then Drew Holiday. They're all yeses for me. They will all be um, not priorities, but very strong secondary options for me. Marcus Aldridge is my only guy in the 6K range on this list, at least. Uh, look, he stands out. Yes, he burned a lot of people last time out in a tough matchup against uh, the Lakers. Not the same matchup today. Still way too cheap at 6,500. I have him in for 33 minutes. Even if he plays 32 or 31, he still looks like a fine option. I imagine he picks up ownership like he usually does. Uh, so just keep an eye on it. But he's a very strong mid-range option. Four guys in the 5K range that stand out. Evan Fournier's price keeps dipping. Look, even if I put him at 0.9 fantasy points per minute, which is pretty low for him, he's been around 0.95 all season. I give him his 33 minutes that he's been playing as of late. Even if I give him 32 minutes, he still looks like a strong play today and a good matchup against the Knicks in the backcourt. 5,600 is too cheap. You put him at 6K, he looks like a very average play in a five-game slate. You take $400 off of him, at least point per dollar-wise, he starts to pop as one of the better top 15 plays on the slate. 
Thad Young is sort of a neutral play for me today. Have him at 31 minutes. He has the upside to play 33 or 34. Um, in this matchup today for him, it's going to be very beneficial, but it's a little bit more difficult when you factor in what Zion can do down low now and add to this defense. Now, he's not going to be great, and he's not great on the baseline defensively, but when it comes to being harder to body him up and score, like Thad Young will occasionally want to do, especially if he's going to play more at the four, it becomes a little bit more difficult for Young. Still, the overall matchup is going to be fine here. He makes a player pool without a doubt. Brooke Lopez is an interesting, I would say, case study today. Look, they play Philadelphia. Um, You would imagine Lopez stays out there more. He's been playing bigger minutes as of late. I have him at 32 today, and that makes him start to pop. It's still a really tough matchup versus Embiid plus Horford, so he's not a priority. But if you tell me he only plays 28, I'd have no interest. 30, I'd probably have no interest. So right at 32, where I think he stays on the court more, he starts to become a play for me. That's sort of the upper minutes limit that I'd be willing to go to for him. So he's one of the guys that I don't have as much interest in. Terran Tross, a lot of people maybe didn't make fun of me, but made comments yesterday, I think it was in the Awesome Chat, about Terrence Ross, who was in the 4K range yesterday, not being a great play. Yes, the guy needs to drop buckets, but so do a lot of different players that we, we, we try and uh, play every single night. At 5K, I think he's still in play. He's playing 30 minutes a night. There's still no Augustine. He's still playing ahead of Michael Carter-Williams, who's also playing well behind him. But Terrence Ross, still playing 30 minutes a night. Still a guy who's about a 0.88.9 fantasy point per minute producer in this extremely good matchup against New York, like his teammate Evan Fournier. I don't have as much interest in, in Terrence Ross as, say, a Fournier or some of the other guys in this range, but I do think he's in play. Drop down to the 3K range now, kind of skip the 4K range a little bit. Not as much value there that I really like. Um, some guys, but not on this list. Luke Cornett, Kobe White. Kobe White's the guy that I like the most. I think he's one of the best value plays in the slate. Um, if he only still gets 24 or 26 minutes, he doesn't become a terrible play, but not as good. At 28 or so minutes where I have him at today, he looks really strong. Ryan Archidiakono at similar minutes on the same team. 3,100, the main reason why he's popping is because of the cheap price tag. If you project him for 28 to 30 minutes at his normal point per minute production in this matchup, factor in some other things, he'll project out for like 17 fantasy points. That's obviously really good. That's close to 5.5xing. It will be a very good value on the slate, but don't get confused with the overall value on the slate compared to what the upside is. Like Ryan Archidiakno, if he plays 30 minutes, can easily get 12 fantasy points, and the upside might actually only be like uh, 22, 23 fantasy points. So are you willing to one eat chalk in that situation? I'm probably not. I think he's a fine cash play. I think he's fine at low ownership in tournaments, but what is the real upside on a player like that? And I don't think there's much. So that's where I'm at right now on this five-game slate. Be sure to check out my pinned tweet on Twitter, at SalvageDFS. Throw me a, a follow while you're over there. And be sure to enter that contest. We're going to be doing a collaboration for a free giveaway with Fantasy Draft. Check out my Patreon-exclusive content linked down below, as well as if you hit the little I button above, it'll pop out a side screen. You can check that out. Currently today, there's a PGA podcast for the event that starts at 11 a.m. in Pebble Beach. Shout out my former roommate, Maddie, over there right now working. And then also there'll be some XFL content later this week, closing thoughts and cash game tiers if you're in that priority membership on Patreon, as well as every single day NBA projections. It's a lot of bang for your buck. Um, it, it definitely is. Uh, we actually had somebody, if you're still watching this, maybe you're, you are the one. I won't give away any names or any identification on how this person could be found, of course, but somebody ended up winning a six-figure prize. I think it was two days ago two or three days ago, sometime on one of these sites. Um, so very cool, very awesome. Got reached out in Discord yesterday. I love to see that. So if you do win, just let me know. Um, I'll never dis- disclose who you are, but it's it's a ton of fun to see that people are, yeah, we're playing a game here, but in the obvious upside is to try and win the top prizes, and it's very hard to do so. This guy went out and he binked it. So uh, pretty cool. Nice to see that. Congratulations again if you're watching this. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Hit the subscribe button before you go. How those ears doing on the audio version? Hit those subscribe buttons over there as well. Peace out, gang.
I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.